Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, joined by the chairman, also in the financial capital of the West. How are we doing, Brian? Doing good, Brett. How are you doing? I'm living the dream, brother. Good for you. And we've got a special. I feel like he's a visitor because it's been so long since he's been on a podcast. El Presidente. I've been knocking at the door of the podcast trying to get in, but they wouldn't let me. But <laughs> I snuck in on this one. Spencer, glad you're here with your leg propped up. Spencer just uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon and is joining us with his legs propped up, looking relaxed. I like it, brother. Yep. Keep it, keep it from swelling. So... Doing it on Zoom today, we had some technical difficulties, but uh, so that's why we're not in our normal format. But glad we're not because we can bring Spencer into today's conversation, which I am very excited about. We are rounding up Q3, uh, heading into Q4, and it, what has been a great year. And that's where we want to start, as we always do. I'm going to share my screen with you. So those listening on the podcast, we will be sharing some images and different things. You can pop on over to YouTube if you want to see that. But here's where we are. This is year-to-date returns. Let me move my sharing bar over. There we go. Year-to-date, the S&P 500 is up 12 and a quarter percent. So it's been a good year. The NASDAQ, talk about a bounce back year. It's up 35.23%. So it's been a great year. If you look trailing 12 months, which is your one-year returns, uh, NASDAQ up 28%, S&P up 15.87. So really, really positive 12 months in and year-to-date so far, the first three quarters. But there's something brewing in the market that I want to share with you guys. And you guys have seen it before, and those listening have probably seen it as well. And that is, it's called the CNN fear and greed index. And what this does is it tracks the psychology, the mood of investors. And I captured this two days ago, and I want to share with you guys what it is. Right there. We are, gentlemen, in extreme fear mode in the market. Now, I shared with you the year-to-date returns, which are positive in the 12-month returns. Why in the world would we be in extreme fear right now? Yeah, that's that's uh, kind of a head-scratcher to me. Because when, when you showed this to me, I'm like, what? We're at extreme fear? Wow. I, it's a surprise to me. I know there's some fear out there. I'm surprised that it's – I'm not sure exactly how they measure that. But uh, apparently, there's a lot of people that are – very worried about financial markets yeah yeah they measure uh put and call the put the put to call ratios they they measure the vix the volatility index they measure a number of things uh to get up with this to to come up with this fear gauge but extreme fear around the government shutdown around the downgrade around the treasury just skyrocket or the treasuries skyrocketing right and so there's all this fear and ryan you and i've been on a on the podcast the last few weeks and, and month and we said hey prepare yourself psychologically is what we said because august and september are historically the worst months of the year 
Not a guarantee, but if you're playing the probabilities, August and September are not going to be great months. And guess what happened? August and September weren't great months. So how bad has the last three months been? Let's look. The last three months, Spencer, that's that's trouble right there, those returns. The last three months, the S&P 500 is down 1.54%. NASDAQ down 1% in the last three months, so Q3. Ryan? Well, do we run? I, I think, yeah, I think people are looking forward and thinking that there's, you know, a cliff uh, on the horizon or, you know, some real problems coming ahead. Uh, and, and the headlines are, you know, headlines are not, you know, great. And uh, there's fear of a recession, rising interest rates, inflation. I mean, th- I think that's where the fear comes from. Yeah. But, you know, this year has been a good year from an investment standpoint. Yeah, the last three months have been down and uh th- that's just to, to be expected you're when you have a really strong first half of the year you can expect you're going to have some give and take from from time to time yep. well, and and brett i think as we all have had meetings this year with clients I, I know i have where they come in for an annual review or a meeting and they say I haven't dared looked at my accounts. Tell me how bad it is. <laughs> and, and 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 when the meeting starts that way, you get a smile on your face and you say, well, it, it's actually been a really good year. They're shocked. And so there's obviously a disconnect in certain ways between what markets have done, what companies have done, and uh, what people have read and uh, what they feel as well. And I think... Um. I think what Brian said is true. I mean, how long have we been talking about this recession that's coming? I mean, we've been talking about this recession for a long, long time now. Why it hasn't come and all those things, that's probably another podcast. But it, it, it everyone, in, and you have to be aware of the risks that are out there. And that's part of our job to be aware of all of these things. But if those are the only things that you focus on, then you're going to think everything's horrible. Um, But if you kind of expand your view and you realize, oh, there's a lot of positive things too. For sure, there's risks. There's always risks. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that. But but if those are the only things you're focused on, then you're going to live your life in fear the entire time. Yep. Yep. Okay. Love it. You set the table right there, Spencer, for what we want to do next. That's, that's why you pay me the big bucks. That's why we pay you the big bucks and let you put your feet on the furniture as well. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. If you're watching this on, on YouTube, uh, I think you're going to love it. If you're listening to on the podcast, there might be a, a, a kind of some dead air for a minute because I'm going to go to a video. And I used to share this in the classes that I taught back way back when with TD Ameritrade or, or Thinkorswim or whoever we were teaching. So this is a video and the instructions are clear just right there. I'm going to play this. It's a minute long. And here's your instructions, Spencer. I want you to count how many times, and Brian, how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball back and forth. Okay. So the players wearing white are going to be throwing the basketball. Your goal, count how many times they do it. All right. You ready? 
many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. How many passes did you count? Spencer, how many passes did you count the white team? I think I counted 16 passes. 16 passes. Brian? I think I counted 15. 15 passes. 16, 50. Okay. Well, let's see what the right answer was. The correct answer. Oh, B. 15 passes. So you did pretty good, B. That a bet? Yeah, yeah. All right, Spencer. Brian, here's the next question. But did you see the gorilla? <laughs> did you see the gorilla, Spencer? Did you see the gorilla walking through this video? Do you see it now? Isn't, isn't that fascinating? That For those listening on the podcast, there is, there is, the, it's two teams, black and white team. They're throwing the ball back and forth. <laughs> Spencer and Brad are counting. How many times the white team is passing the ball forward? And in the middle of the video, some, some guy or gal walks through in a gorilla costume. Like, seriously, how did you guys not see this? Beating in a gorilla costume, beating, it, beating its chest. Did you like, see him? Did you see him? even slow. I did not I, see I did not see the gorilla. I did not see him either. So... I don't know how you guys missed it. If you're watching the video at home, you're clearly seeing this gorilla just pound its chest. Uh, but everyone that I've shared that with, very few people ever see the gorilla. So the question is, why not? Why can't you see that gorilla in this video? Well, you told, you, you told us to focus on uh, the people in white, how many times they passed the ball. So we, I, I ignored everything else, and I was focused only on watching the people in white passing the ball. Yeah. Uh, Brian, is that the same? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't see the gorilla. And all I was focusing on was the people in white in that ball. <laughs> and you missed the gorilla pounding its chest. So here's, here's what I want to bring up. And I'm going to scroll again, show another image. Okay. And let's talk about how that relates to investing. And on my screen, there's a, there's a chart from March of 2009 till, you know, um, a year, year or two ago. And there's marked on this reasons to sell. So Brian Spencer, I bring this chart up. How does this relate to what we just watched? in seeing a gorilla or not seeing a gorilla come through. How does this relate to that video? Go ahead, Spencer. I'll let you talk. I think, I think if you're focused, if we're going to do the parallel to investing, it's kind of like what I said, I guess, to lay the table. And I didn't know I was laying the table out perfectly. But uh, if, if you are only focused on the risks and um, the potential problems or the actual problems in the economy or with a company, you probably will never put your money to work. 
because you can see throughout history there have always been times i mean at every point in time there are potential problems or real problems in the economy or with companies or those things and if you do that you will miss the opportunity of seeing a gorilla beat its chest yeah yeah i mean on this chart again for those on the podcast it's showing uh back in 2011 the s p downgraded u.s debt um the government shutdown ebola uh, taper tantrum, COVID. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. There's too many to name here. To where if you're focused on that fear, then you miss the bigger picture. Spencer, you and I were talking uh, last night on the phone as to how you were you were mentioning something about about coaches and and players as you were once a college basketball coach. How does Tell me about that or tell everybody about that experience. So it happens all the time where, you know, coaches recruit a player. Um, they come in, they, they obviously recruited them for certain reasons, um, but then you get them in practice and you get them day to day and you see the good and you see the bad and every player is going to have deficiencies. Well, I've seen many times coaches start to just hone in and focus on the deficiency of a player. Maybe he's athletic and he's a great defender, but he can't shoot it. And you'd see coaches just focus. He can't shoot it. We can't play him. He can't shoot it. Or vice versa. Maybe he can shoot it. He's really skilled, but he's not super athletic. So it's like he can't guard, you know, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, that player, all of the positive things that he can do are overtaken by the just one or two negatives. And it ends up turning out the player isn't given an opportunity because the coach doesn't believe he can do it. And then you see those players transfer into a new situation where a coach looks at them and says, hey, he's not a great athlete, but he can shoot. Let's put him in a position where we can get him open shots and he can be successful. And so, and, and it turns out that he ends up having a great career or a really good career. And I've just seen so many times people start focusing on what a player isn't and ignoring all of the positive things. And so yeah. I think you do that as, a, as an investor all the time with a company. You know, people view the risks, view the downside. Every single company, even, I mean, I, I don't know if we can say specific names, but Apple or Amazon, you know, I mean, talking about the biggest, best companies in the world, every company has some type of issues. Every economy has some type of issues. And if you start just focusing on the negative, you're going to miss out on all of the positives as well. And you have to balance it for sure. But from a player's basketball standpoint, don't ignore the positives and focus on the negatives or you're never going to get anything out of that kid as a player. Yeah, I love that. And then they transfer schools and tear it up at another school as that coach focuses on their strengths. So uh, we used to, when I would teach uh, workshops back, you know, 10 years ago, we I'd always start out saying, hey, um, what, what you focus on expands. So what do I mean by that? If, if you're so focused on this one event back in, um, in March of 2010, you're freaked out about the BP oil spill. And that consumes you to the point that you sell your investments or make bad decisions. 
Well, that's ultimately going to hurt you long term. Doesn't matter what it is. If you focus on something, whether maybe it's politics, maybe all you do is around politics to where that consumes your life. And then you're buying and selling companies based upon your political stance. And, and that's a recipe for a disaster. And it could be politics, could be anything. But what you focus on uh, definitely expands in that way. Spencer, to your example, uh, a coach not focusing on what positives that player does have instead of just focusing on the negative of that. I I had a customer earlier this year, a good customer, been with us a long time, and and uh, he was surprised that we were <laughs> putting money to work and buying. We bought, you know, let's say for example, Amazon. We bought Amazon, and he said, "How could you guys be putting more money? You know, investing more money right now?" He says, "Look at all the problems, and look at all the problems in the economy." We have high inflation. It's not going down. People are struggling. A lot of the middle class and lower class people are struggling with, you know, high prices at the grocery store, the gas, et cetera. And uh, this economy is really struggling. You know, how can you be putting money to work? There's all, there's all kinds of reasons not, you know, rising interest rates, inflation, all kinds of reasons not to, to invest. And, you know, look what's happened this year. I really think that this page really exemplifies the things that, yes, be aware of, but focusing on these things is that is the wrong thing to do if you want to be a successful investor. No. Yeah, I mean, here's the returns. If you look at the returns, since that chart was created, the S&P's up 480% and the NASDAQ's up 1,200%. Uh, that's, if you get freaked out at any point in time and you're focusing on a negative or something bad may happen, you're missing out on tremendous opportunity to build wealth. And yes, you will experience volatility, but volatility that, is the price you pay for those returns. Just to put that in perspective, $100,000 grows to almost $500,000 in the S&P 500 and over you know, $1.2 million in the NASDAQ. You know? So is that worth it? I think it is. So, yeah. So in our portfolio right now, I've talked to many, many people, not many. I would say there's probably a small segment who uh, dial in on two specific stocks right now that are not doing well, <laughs> not doing well at all. And that is 95% uh, of the conversation with some individuals. Well, guess what the other 12 stocks are doing? or 11 stocks, or however it may be. They're killing it. Yeah, we're always gonna have a, a laggard, you know, a, a business that doesn't do well, but uh, look at the larger picture. So in that regard, Spencer, here's the question for you. Uh, what, what is the most important thing that, this is big, this is a big question, by the way. What is the most important thing that people should focus on as it relates to their investments, financial well-being. What should they focus on? I think, and hopefully articulating it the right way is is what is the goal and what is the plan to get there, and and that is the most important thing when you talk about a person's financial overall situation. What's the goal? 
and what's the plan to get there. And that's where the focus is. And if you have a goal and you have a plan to get there, well, then your investments are going to line up with that plan. And and so I so really let me... do believe the first component is you you focus on, hey, these are my goals and is my plan helping me get to achieve those goals? So give me an example of goals. Like, what do you mean by goals that some clients might have? Yeah, yeah. R retirement at a specific age and being able to live a certain lifestyle after that age. I mean, let's make up Joe. Joe, Joe wants to retire at 63 and he wants to be able to live off of uh, $8,000 a month, $12,000 a month, what, whatever it is. Okay, Joe, are you allocating capital to the right places? And are those, and when I say the right places, the right types of accounts, qualified accounts, Roth accounts, just taxable investment accounts, those types of things. And then are those accounts invested in a way that will get you to the point to where you can retire at 63 and live the lifestyle you want to. Um, that's that's a very general situation that most people are in. Um, and, and so if you don't have that plan, well then, yeah, you're not going to focus because you don't have any clarity of, can I get there? Am I even getting there? And then second of all, if you do have the plan, then that's what you should be focused on, not the as much the ups and downs or all of the peripheral problems, but it's, are these investments over the next five years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is, are they going to get me to a place that I can retire at the age of 63 uh, yeah. you know, for Joe type? Of Love thing. it. Love that's, it. That's where to focus first and foremost. So what should we be focused on? It's your financial plan. It's what you're trying to accomplish financially in your life. That's the first thing. Now, how often do you two talk with people to where that plan begins and ends in three months? Never. Yeah, never. So why are people freaking out right now in extreme fear? <laughs> I love when your voice like goes squeaky high. Like... <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why, because uh, what you focus on expands, right? And you miss the gorilla because you're focused on the ball and you're you're listening to the media and everyone create fear around you, which which that ends up having you end up having fear in your own life because you miss the gorilla. This is the gorilla. That's I mean, your financial plan. Spencer yeah, and, and and Brett, I think just to say, and I, I'm sure none of our listeners think this. It's not like you aren't aware of the problems that are out there. I mean, you, you, obviously, we're aware of inflation. We're aware of interest rate moves. We're aware of the 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 debt ceiling discussion and shutting down the government. We're we're aware of all those things, but but we're also aware of earnings growth. Uh, you know, we're aware of the individual companies and how they're operating. We're aware of I mean, a number of things. And so it's not just the risks we're looking at. We're looking at the entire picture, the macro. And then the key is that we make investment decisions based on the micro. And, and that's really important is that, that we're looking at the individual companies. And that goes to number two, how are they operating and how are they going to navigate this environment? Or 
the micro of the individual financial plan. Everyone's plan is going to be a little bit different. Their circumstances are going to be different. So we aren't going to make decisions off of the macro for everyone. It's going to be micro and individualized for each individual financial plan and then each individual business that we're analyzing and trying to decide to invest in. Yeah, well said. So that first that first thing is what people should be invested on is first your financial plan, which we've talked about. The second thing is the fundamental of the fundamentals of the businesses that you own that will help you accomplish your goals set forth in the number one thing. Brian, that's we talk about this all the time. The fundamentals of the businesses that you own. Tell me what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Just just a comment about the macro events that we we the all the reasons that we might sell uh, uh, or want to sell and get out of the market. Amazon knows, for example, knows that the you know there's the debt ceiling out there. They're dealing with higher interest rates. They're dealing with inflation. Uh, does that affect the business? Absolutely does. I mean, Amazon, for example, has had inflation has affected their businesses. Their wages are higher. But ultimately, these businesses, if they're good businesses, are able to navigate through these you know potholes in the road. And ultimately, if it's a good business, uh they can still thrive in different environments challenging environments and uh so what we focus on is trying is the fundamentals of the business we want to own businesses that that um can navigate a difficult environment financially now some businesses aren't great businesses and and their business may be really uh, hurt because of high inflation I mean, all businesses, I think, don't don't love inflation. It, it, it does affect their business. But some, some businesses are able to navigate that a little better. And we're looking for, that's what we focus on is the fundamentals of the business. We, we talk about all the time. Management, is, is management smart? You know, are they, able, are they able to make business decisions that can navigate through these challenging times? Does the business have fundamentals, strong fundamentals that can withstand high inflation, higher interest rates? Uh, un, difficult time to find you know good employees those sort of things um and then of course the last thing we always focus on is you know what do you pay for a business what's what the business is worth but that's really what we focus on i i think all the other stuff is yes important but it's on the it's on the periphery it's it's oh. it's uh, you should really focus on the fundamentals of the business and that's what i do when we talk about you talk about you, a minute ago brett you talked about a couple of businesses that are you know, kind of the focus of clients, maybe not doing as their stock prices aren't doing as well. And and what I try to do is focus on the fundamentals of the business. Right now, there's uh, businesses might be unpopular because of their supposed political stance or, you know, those sort of things. And I, and I think sometimes we get caught up in the unimportant things and and forget about the strong fundamentals or looking at the fundamentals of the business and why we own it. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Here's the thing, too. I love how you both said we don't ignore what's happening in the market. I mean, we, Brian, you and I in the last couple of podcasts have said expect weakness. So what did we do for our options clients? We sold covered calls to create some income to take advantage of the weakness, but we didn't destroy a plan by selling businesses. Right. So there are things that we're doing for sure. We're not ignoring things, but ultimately those are you know, down the list of what people should be focused on, which is one and two, your financial plan and 
what it'll take you to get you there. And if you don't have a financial plan, this is where I'll say uh, email Spencer, Matthew, client services and ask for one uh, and they'll get one started for you. Because without that vision and that roadmap, it's really easy to be focused on the ball and forget the gorilla or don't see the gorilla, uh, you know, in your own plan or or life. So, yep, love it. Love it, guys. Anything else as we wrap this up? Yeah, thanks, Brett. It's good. Yeah, no, very good, Brett. The you only other much. thing I'll add then is that the Ryder Cup's going on right now and the U.S. just got hammered this morning. Can, can the U.S. ever win on European soil, Spencer? Well, of course they can, but I've got to get my Achilles healthy to get back over there. I mean, of course it's not going to happen this year. I've got a torn Achilles. They're, I mean, All in right. a few years. I'll be I don't. I don't think the Ryder Cup has anything to do with what the S&P is doing today or all this month or this year. So <laughs> I, I don't focus on that. <laughs> Ah, you're a market nerd, Brian. I love it. I love it. All right. With that, my friends, thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast slash video cast. Until next time. Bye now. Bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at igga.com or by...